Keontae George headlines the Big 12's prospects in the 2023 NBA draft, but there's so much more to the conference. We're going to do a conference preview, including the teams, the players to watch, awards predictions, as college basketball is just barely over a month away. Coming up on Locked On NBA Big Board. You are Locked On NBA Big Board, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up? My name is Richard Stamen. Welcome back to another episode of Locked On NBA Big Board. You might know me better as at Mavs Draft. Uh, credentialed for college basketball, combines, uh, some other basketball events that go on. Um, you probably know me on Mavs and Twitter as at Mavs Draft. I'm joined by Leif Tuin, who is the college basketball guru, and that is why we are talking Big 12 today. We're going to preview the draft and season for them. But before we do, I want to thank everybody. As the season approaches, again, the NBA and college, we really are thankful that you guys listen to us, watch us on YouTube, whatever it is. You'll continue to listen to us every day. Made us your first listen. Really means a lot to us heading into the season. We have a ton of momentum to overtake some of the other channels as uh, bigger subscriber counts and everything. Would really mean a lot if you subscribe on YouTube. Um, if you're seeing that, you know, we got some fun stuff on there coming up. Uh, as, as the draft approaches, we're going to be doing a lot uh, going on there, especially as the season really comes along, honestly. But like the draft on YouTube, we had so much going on last year. You don't want to miss it. Um, but in the meantime, we are going to talk college basketball. The Big 12 is really strong. Leaf, why don't you kick it off? What do you love so much about the Big 12 that has got you excited for this season? Yeah, there, there's an argument and a very solid one that this has been the best conference in basketball the past two years. The past two champions have come out of the Big 12. And I mean, I, I think, I mean, that's, that's all good and well, but the depth, because it's a smaller conference gets frowned upon because they're like, Oh, you only have six good teams. That's six of 10, as opposed to uh, six of 14. And, and I really think that there's no off nights in the big 12. You've seen teams like Kansas state, who I think has been at the bottom dweller the past two, three years, really challenge the top dogs. Um, this year, Baylor, I think is, it jumps off the page. I've been on the record on this podcast, talking with you and, and elsewhere. I think they're the best team in the country. Uh, I'm not sure that's a popular take, but everyone thinks they're good. Uh, Kansas is defending cha uh, national championships and they bring back a lot. Plus they have some incoming talent and the whole state of Texas, they've got three teams that I think will be ranked almost the entire season, if not the entire season inside the top 25. And that's just that's just the beginning of the Big 12. So I'm I'm really amped up to see some of the new talent, but I'm also excited to see some of those returning players that I think should thrive, whether in new situations or just different uh, different positional situations. Like, oh, was there a log jam behind that they were behind, and now they're the man, they're preeminent starter on their team. And I, I really am eager to watch college basketball early and often. And as conference play begins, I think we'll have our answers to these questions. Yeah, so let's start doing some of those questions. Uh, we'll start with the team base first, and then we'll make our way towards the players. But so Baylor, obviously, I'm assuming that means they're your number one team in the conference, right? Yes. I also have them my number one. Why don't we just count down our top five? You're down with that? Yeah, absolutely. Cool. Um, so we'll do it. So we both are Baylor number one. Same reasons. Tons of NBA talent. Uh, I think they just generally have not even just NBA, ignoring the NBA talent on that. They have a ton of talent. They really, you know, they lost Kendall Brown, Jeremy Sohan, Matthew Meyer, James Aquino, but they get a pretty good roster back. I mean, they they had links and love hurt last year. They got Jalen Bridges from West Virginia, which was a really good pickup. Keontae George was a five-star recruit. 
they have a lot to look forward to. And also Adam Flagler is being pegged as an all conference player, player of the year um, in the big 12. So there's a lot to like with that roster. So let's jump to number two. I'm curious if we have the same number two here. I, I have TCU just because they returned their whole team. And I absolutely, the only thing they lost was Francisco Farabello. And honestly, I think they upgraded his roster spot with Rondell Walker. Yeah, he was slight playmaking there, but the same shooting with more upside on defense and just better athleticism. I think that's a lot better for the Horn Frogs. What do you think of that? I was torn on number two. And the reason I'm taking Kansas over, over TCU has a lot to do with the addition of Kevin McCuller, an intra-transfer uh, from inside the conference is what I was going for there. He's from Texas Tech. And you know, McCuller is what I'd say is probably the best glue guy in the country off the top of my head right now. Uh, he's He can defend one through five, and he's he's versatile. He's improved as a shooter. When they needed buckets against Duke, McCuller was the guy they went to. Uh, that's Texas Tech. But now he's at Kansas. They bring in uh, potential NBA draft talent and Grady Dick. They have Jalen Wilson, who I think many are pegging as the favorite for Big 12 player of the year. And they bring back – a few guards I don't think I I believed in as as championship level guards, but they proved me wrong. And Dewan Harris and 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 I do I just do think that Bill Self is is so reputable. They've won at one point they won 17 straight Big 12 championships. It's hard to discount them. I love watching TCU. You and I talk about TCU a lot, and I'm eager to talk about them next. But uh, give me give me your rationale or any fears you have for for TCU that because, you know, you saw there where they tapped at last year. Are you sure they're going to make strides after a round of 32 exit, though, against a number one seed that I was thoroughly impressed by being there in person? Yeah. So for those who don't know, I go to every TCU game. I'm credentialed there. Uh, that's my main hub in college basketball. So I've seen this team a lot. I've seen them very thoroughly. Um, and for me, you know, I, I think they should have beat Arizona. That was a prediction I had made. That was my very bold prediction. I think they got absolutely screwed. And I think nobody on the team will deny that or keep a secret really about it, to be honest. I think they could have beat the one-seed Arizona. They're bringing back the same team. Players are getting better, namely Mike Miles. I think he's going to compete for player of the year. He's a very young junior, kind of an NBA draft mix here. He just turned 20 uh, barely over a month ago. So he's really young. He's ridiculously just skilled in running the offense even though the stats aren't there. He averaged 15 points a game on 38% shooting, 29.5% from three. But I think those numbers are going to skyrocket. I think you're going to look towards almost 20 points a game because I don't think the shot distribution changes. He took 14 shots a game last year. I think that's going to stay about the same, but he's going to make a lot more of those shots. It'd be very surprising to me if he shoots under 43%. I've seen him putting in the work all offseason, but I really like that. I also love Eddie Lampkin. Big Eddie is... An absolute fan Eddie. favorite, one of the best rebounders in the country. They still <laughs> control the boards. Him and Xavier Cork do a really good job. They have great perimeter defense. And they also just Damian Baugh is a very underrated acquisition. Who knows how much he'll play? That's a potential pitfall. That is one thing I want to I want to bring up real quick. So Damian Baugh is, is appealing a suspension right now. That is, with the knowledge of him being suspended to start there, that makes me a little lower. However, that shouldn't impact conference player. So like in our projections here, I don't think it matters. But in my head, it matters, and I think that they're going to have a slight growing pain when he's back because I think he was 
just as he wasn't as important as Mike Miles throughout the season. But in that game against Arizona, as well as the one against Seton Hall, I thought he was just as influential. And obviously, Eddie Lampkin played huge. Um, so TCU, without further ado, is my third, my third team that I've got third. Uh, I, I'm assuming you have Kansas at number three. It's hard to discount yep. the defending champs and Bill Self past there. But uh, what, what are your thoughts on Kansas and, and namely Grady Dick as someone that could be a uh, NBA draft pick and he's, he's their most touted freshman coming in? Yeah, Grady Dick is just he's a sniper. Like that's, that's through and through. That's what he's going to be doing. He's going to be shooting. And almost only shooting, I feel like. Yeah, he'll make some passes, but his major impact is going to be shooting. He's going to be an all-freshman in the Big 12 because of it, assuming he doesn't get hurt. I actually kind of like MJ Rice a little bit more. I really like his game. Um, I, I can't tell you a ton because it's been a little bit since I did watch him, but I feel like his upside is really strong and he can contribute right away. I think he'll be able to score, uh, defend a little bit better than people give him credit for, but... I like him as a freshman. My major concern with putting Kansas to this is really the big thing for me is everybody expects um, I actually just drew an absolute blank on what uh, Jalen Wilson. I was about to say DJ Wilson, uh, the former Michigan Wolverine. Uh, that's his older I, brother. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. uh, not didn't even know that, <laughs> but I, everybody's expecting him to make this big jump and I just, I don't see it. That's really the reservation I have. I don't know if he's that great of a shooter uh, people think he's going to take a big jump just all around, kind of like Oche Baji did, and I just don't see it. That's really what's holding me back. I, I think – I don't want to get too far into the weeds here, but I'll, I'll say this about Jan Wilson. He's a 6'8 redshirt junior. He, he's played a lot of basketball, played 29.4 minutes per game, 11.1 points per game, 7.4 rebounds per game, 8, 1.8 assists per game. I think those numbers are going to improve, and his efficiency will stay relatively similar because I don't think he shot the ball well last year. I believe he'll shoot similarly well, but he'll be more of a focal point. And so without a dip in those numbers, it, I think that's what, what I'd classify as an improvement. And I don't think he's a number one option like Agbaji, but I do think entering that year, I was very excited to see what he could do because he showed a lot, a lot of flashes in his redshirt freshman year. And last year I was a little... I don't know. It was up and down, but when they needed it, he was one of the best defense defenders in the country. And you saw that come tournament time. He did a really good job and he could score. I think you're, you're right about his shot. If we're nitpicking for a draft profile, I think, I think that would be a concern, but for college basketball, I think he's going to help them a lot. We'll get to some accolades and then we'll wonder if he'll be there for either of us, but uh, t- take me through who you have fourth. Cause we have the first three teams are identical. Uh, fourth, I think is where it gets really interested in a very deep conference. Yeah, I, I think I think it's going to be Texas. I wanted to say Texas Tech. We were discussing slightly before uh, going on air. Spoiler alert. I just the talent on Texas is just overwhelming. I mean, Texas Tech also lost Terrence Shannon. Texas had one of the best recruiting classes. Dylan Mitchell's really good. Artario Morris, uh, even though he might be suspended, who knows? Um, I, I just I love that roster. They have so many good players. Timmy Allen, I think, is going to have a big year. There's just a lot to like, and I, I just I have a hard time seeing the talent getting beaten out. Yeah, I was I was planning on taking Texas Tech, and and as you're speaking, I started thinking I I love the guards, and um, this is the no no hidden thing. The reason I take Baylor's the best team in the country is they have the best guards in the country. Um, the the backcourt of Marcus Carr and Tyrese Hunter is is electric. Dylan Mitchell's a a really good talent. They have some returners in the front court. I think I'll take Texas four. Do we both have Texas Tech five? Is, is that what you're thinking? Yep. I'll, I'll give a rationale for why I think Texas Tech could be better than what we have them at. I think Chris Beard left an imprint, and now Mark Adams is, is you know, he's taken over. They have long, good athletes. But they lost a lot of upperclassmen from last year, 
And one of their big additions and arguably their biggest, both in stature and in terms of ability, Fardaz Amak from uh, Utah Valley University broke his foot. Um, And so that's a big loss, both physically and in terms of how they're going to structure their team. That's going to be an improved role or a drastically larger role for Daniel Baccio, who's a pretty raw freshman this past year. And like you said, Terrence Shannon, uh, Kevin McCuller gone. There's a few holes I have by conference play. I think they may have sorted these out and their defense is going to be phenomenal, but I'll, I'll take Texas over Texas tech. I like it. Yeah. And then I think if you don't mind me bringing in just a wild card here, who do you think is going to be better? Cause I think the bottom three are pretty established of in some order, Kansas state, Iowa state, West Virginia. Who do you think is most likely to be? Cause I think those five are going to be tournament teams. The first five we talked about up to Texas tech and Texas. Who do you think is most likely to be the sixth tournament team real quick, Oklahoma or Oklahoma State? Man, that's a tough one. I really love what uh, what Porter Moser does. I think he's one of my favorite coaches in the country. Uh, Grant Sherfield and Joe, uh, Joe Bamilisa. Yes. I, I keep uh, – they're both very good. Uh, I, I'm one of the biggest fans of Jalen Hill, so I'll take Oklahoma. I, I will say Oklahoma State's got the talent to do so. They had a few transfers leave that make me a little bit bullish on, on, uh, on taking them. And, the, and they're, they were banned from the postseason. So I, I think that they, the teams that grow together um, have this ability to, to bond and get better, like TCU, for instance. And they've got a nice uh, quartet of Avery Anderson, Bryce Thompson, Caleb Boone, and Musa Cisse. But I don't know if their depth is as good as Oklahoma. So I'll take Oklahoma. I wouldn't be surprised if both make it, actually. I wouldn't be surprised if they get seven into the, into the postseason. But um, I'm curious, I, I am curious about that. That's a good question. Yeah, I, I personally have Oklahoma. I, I'm a big fan of uh, a, a jump that like someone like Bijan Cortez will take. I really liked him when I saw him at TCU. I think he's really skilled as a scorer. I think he's going to propel them. But like, it, like you said, they're both really good, so it's a tough one. Both could make the tournament. But um, we're going to talk about some of the players in just a minute coming up here. But first, let me tell you about Built Bar. I actually just got my package in today, and I'm so excited. I haven't had it today because I actually skipped the gym, but... Uh, that's for a whole nother story. If you haven't tried Built Bar Puffs yet, you are depriving yourself of one of life's greatest joys. And guess what? There's a new flavor. Are you ready? It's delicious, indulgent cookie dough covered in chocolate. That's right. Built has done it again. Let me introduce you to your new favorite, Cookie Dough Chunk Puffs. They have a light and chewy texture, real cookie dough chunks, and of course, they're covered in 100% real chocolate. It's like all the joys of eating cookie dough without the hassle of making it. And on top of that, it's super healthy for you. Cookie dough chunk puffs are only 160 calories and they have a whopping 15 grams of protein. Like all built bars, the new cookie dough chunk puff is covered in 100% real chocolate. So that means they're healthy and tasty with a light, fluffy texture. It is so good. What's great about built is that all of their bars are made with collagen protein, which your body absorbs more efficiently and provides tons of health benefits. Eat something that tastes good and is good for you. You're going to love the new cookie dough chunk puff. Whether you need a snack for your workout, like me, a late night treat, also like me, I like Sometimes I feel like I'm addicted to sweets, um, but if you just need a quick bite, whatever it is, Built is the perfect protein bar, and they taste better than a candy bar. Ditch the calories, fat, and sugar. Grab yourself a Built bar. If you go to Built.com, use promo code LOCKEDON15 and get 15% of your order. Use promo code LOCKEDON15. So we are back at Locked On NBA Draft. Uh, excuse me, NBA Big Board. You'd think I'd know this by now after like four or five months, but here I am. Uh, with Leaf Tulin, my name is Richard Salmon at Mavs Draft. Uh, you probably know me better as there. So we're going to just talk about some of the players now. We just talked about the teams and did an overview, uh, a, a brief overview of what we see in some of the teams. 
Let's talk about some of the players. Leaf, do you want to do the awards or the draft? Which do you think we should do here? Let's highlight some draftable guys and, and save the awards for last. Build up the anticipation. Perfect, because that's really fun. And like we are locked on NBA big borders. I almost slipped locked on NBA draft. So and we, <laughs> we want to tie it in together. For us, I can just speak for both of us. I think, correct me if I'm wrong, like uh, this is not a hot take, but number one prospect in the conference isn't even close. Rafael Barbo isn't even on here, but he would vouch for it. Sure, he'd just randomly hop in our room right now and just say yes, absolutely, because I know he loves him. But Keontae George, uh, for me, I saw him with Rafael actually a year ago in, an, in a little private run, and his shot was just so automatic. He has a nice crossover, even though he's only 6'4 and is kind of a combo guard. The, the skills he is great at, he is really great at for an 18-year-old. So, Leif, do you want to provide any more insight? I know that's kind of a very broad overview on him. but Yeah, I, uh, I did a podcast with Sam not too long ago. You guys can find it. And we, we kind of separately, we didn't talk before him. We both kind of compared him a little bit to Jamal Murray. Um, yeah. He's got Good this one. groove and, and smoothness to his game. He came in and played without Adam Flagler, uh, Langston Love, and, and plenty of other players. And he came in and played against Italy and uh, Canada's U23 teams as the main cog for Baylor as an 18-year-old and scored 32 and 37 points respectively. He did it in a plethora of ways. He gets to the line. He's smooth. He's not the most explosive player, but he's certainly not lacking in, in wiggle and, and burst. And he shoots the lights out of the ball. So I think it's not even close who's the best prospect in the Big 12. The question is, is how high can he go? Because he's, he's a smaller, he's kind of got a combo guard. Where are you going to build your franchise around him? Maybe not. Even Jamal Murray, who's really good, isn't the focal piece of his his team. And obviously, Jokic is is, is rare. But that's the only question. But the, I don't think it's a debate that he's a lottery talent. He's probably top 10 for, I would say, for everyone on Locked On Big Board, that for Richard, myself, Raphael, and Sam, I think we're all on board there. But uh, we'll see how he does. But I, I've got high expectations for him. Yeah, I want to see him in Indiana personally. Uh, that would just be such a fun fit. I know they've already got some guards, whatever. But um, with Halliburton, oh, my goodness. Like at, And Duarte, I know they're kind of similar in a way. But, like, man, I, I would love to see him with Rick Carlisle. I feel like he'd, he'd shoot 40% from three or something like that, like first year. Like he, He's so good as a shooter. For the rest of the conference, I know it's not a top-heavy – conference this year in the draft i don't think i know in previous years it has been Cade cunningham was the number one pick oche Bocci was a lottery pick last year um that's off the top of my head i know i'm missing somebody that was also in the mix last year but who are some other so prospects that really stand out for you um i think a lot of people are are, are ranking grady dick highly i i've got i'm on wait and see mode for him uh, I, I, we talked about he's a very good shooter. I want to see how physically he, he develops physically. Uh, one player I think will will have a chance to crack the first round is, is someone I mentioned a moment ago, Tyrese Hunter. He played at Iowa State last year, and I think he was the preeminent reason for their turnaround and, and went from two wins yep. to a Sweet 16 team. Uh, I think he's a defensive pest. He's got his shot is looking better. I've seen a couple of videos, both in form and result, it looks better. Uh, he's got this, this athletic twitch ability that you just can't teach. And I wish he were taller because I think then he could really rise up draft board, but you can't teach how he's a gamer. He impacts winning at a really high level. And he, if he can start shooting the ball and his defensive pressure will be valuable. So he's a guy that I think will be climbing up these boards and, and, and moving up in, in draft radar. I don't think a lot of people are talking about him yet. Yeah. I, I think one of the Kansas guys is going to really emerge uh, Grady Dick, I feel like has had a decent amount of press, but like 
this might sound immature. It honestly feels like a lot of it comes from the name uh, just because like, it's just kind of the way social media is, but uh, he is very skilled. I think people, it, it pops, you know, when you hear that name. So for me, I, I'm not sold on him being the best prospect. I think the best chance of that is MJ Rice. Again, I just, I really like his game at 6'5", six, 6'6", six, six as a creator, score, potential defender. I really like him. I think he's like the most underrated incoming freshman. And obviously a freshman can pop out of anywhere. We saw last year, Malachi Branham really didn't have much attention. I mean, Turquavion Smith, Raphael Barlow's guy was a 98th ranked recruit. So like it could happen anywhere. Um, for me though, I have a very like controversial second ranked prospect right now. And we've already talked about him and Mike Miles. I just think he reminds me so much of Jalen Brunson. He's an inch shorter, but the way he just runs the offense is so smooth. I think he can score at all three levels. Again, it's just the efficiency is not there. He wasn't even eligible for the draft his first year as a freshman. So he's playing really young. Like I said, I mean, he'll turn 21 after summer league of next year. So he's very young. You treat him like a sophomore. I'm sure he's younger than um, some, some incoming freshman, which is wild to think about. Like you look at Chet, who I believe was already 20 years old at the draft. That's it's nuts. So I'm all in on Mike miles. I think he's a floor general can pass, shoot, uh, score at all three levels. And I, I think he's my number two, but um, who else are some prospects that stand out to you? This we're just kind of going rapid fire on this in a way. I, I think, I think we missed one. I think Dylan Mitchell is one of the more obvious was, one and done candidates. And uh, yep. I was looking through, te- I was thinking about Texas. I was like, man, I feel like I'm missing someone. And sure enough, Dylan Mitchell is, is regarded as a lottery pick by many. I'm not sure I'm quite there on board, but if, if he shows that what he, his, I'll put it this way, his flashes, are are extremely impressive it's nuts. if he if he puts them together into productive basketball um and, and winning basketball then i buy him as a lottery pick i just have to see it first especially with a lot of mouths to feed at texas um he's regarded as number eight on tankathon's big board he's a six seven 200 pound wow. freshman he, he's 19 years old even i i think he's mature but he needs to develop basketball maturation before i rank him as a consensus lottery pick but i think he'll be picked as the second highest pick in the big 12 unless someone really has a really incredible breakout yeah dylan mitchell i actually have on my big board he they're back to back i have him right behind mike miles just because like he's so raw i don't know what to expect from him um and my next one is just um grady dick somebody who i think is really underrated though there are two guys on baylor and then i'll let you get some underrated guys and we'll go to awards but there are two guys on baylor i think that are very underrated in terms of draft prospects and really in college basketball because they both were injured last year. One of them is Langston Love. We talked about him at the top. Really good shooter around 6'4", six, 6'5". Six, I buy his game. He tore his ACL like training camp or something about a year ago. So he's healthy to start the season. Luckily, he's been cleared. And then also Jonathan Chamoa Chachwa. I haven't seen any updates on him, but I assume he's healthy to start the year. And for me, this isn't a good comparison because I think he's less of a creator, but you look at the energy that he brings is similar to somebody like Montrez Harrell, great in the pick and roll. He's better defensively though. That's the difference maker and less of a post creator that Montrez Harrell is like Harrell can do his own thing and get his own offense at the rim, not anywhere else. But in terms of the energy they bring, like Jonathan Chamala Chachua is an energy guy. And I think with the three point shot, it almost makes up for the, the lack of creation. Like I fully buy his three point shot. I saw him taking warmups when I went to go see them against Stanford and the, he started taking them in the middle of the season. So I'm curious what you think of those two. And if you have any other sleepers before we go to awards. 
I like it. I'm, I'm a little concerned. He's, he's older. Um, yeah. that, that limits his stock. I really love the energy and rebounding he brings. I think there's a place for him in the league. I don't know if he's draftable necessarily, like, or, or like the way the NBA views those picks, they rarely take older yep. guys, but, but I agree with you in terms of quality. Um, I have got two or three that I, I don't know if they're for sure going to be drafted, but I think there's certainly worth a shout. Uh, one being Jalen Wilson. We talked about, he's got the prototype, um, build for its modern NBA where three and D is really required. If he shoots better, I think he's got a really good chance. Uh, number two being, I love Adam Flagler. I, I can't, I can't imagine that he doesn't get at least a look for his shooting ability. He's older and he's a transfer from Presbyterian. So he wasn't highly regarded whatsoever. Came in, played a pretty solid role on that national championship team last year. I found him to be one of the best players. Uh, I think he and LJ Cryer and Keontae George are the best backcourt. And Langston Love is really good, but I just like, I don't think he finds a way into being better than those guys, um, at least at the college level. And then lastly, I think Musa Cisse is so raw. But if he puts it together, you can see someone have a. I won't. I won't compare him to Mark Williams because Mark Williams showed the flashes at the end of his freshman year. Mark Williams was dominated twenty-two and nineteen against Louisville in the ACC tournament. But uh, some type of rise where you those traits come together and it, it shows this basketball maturation. He's he's approached his learning curve, and the highly regarded uh, freshman turns into a really stellar player as a sophomore. So Musa Cisse is someone I've got on my radar. He's not quite ranked yet but I would not be surprised if he has a stellar season for Oklahoma state. I like it. I like it. Let's uh, let's come back and uh, talk some awards and who we see going to be the big 12 player of the year, defensive player of the year, freshman of the year, all that stuff. We'll do all that fun stuff coming up in just a moment. So back on locked on NBA big board, let's do the award section of this episode. Leaf, I'll let you direct this. How do you you navigate this? You've been doing the conference previews, and might I say, if you haven't seen any of the ones he's done solo or anything, watch them. Magnificent. I, I think it was the Pac-12 you did. I was enamored. It flew by the, the 30 minutes, not even that you did. It was outstanding. So I'm taking your lead. You're navigating this the whole way. What are we starting with? All right, let's let's throw a curveball here. Thank you, by the way. Um, let's uh, let's go with Coach of the Year. Uh, I think we're going to be of a similar a similar mind here, but I, I wanted to throw a curveball because Richard and I didn't talk about this previously, but I, 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 this will prove what I think we think the same way. I don't think we're going to have the same answer. Okay. Um, you know, it's hard to say anybody other than like, uh, man, I don't know. This is tough. I, I'm going to go with I'm going to go with Chris Beard. Okay. Even though I have them fourth, I think if any team is going to exceed the expectations the most, it's them. And, and that, if that happens, like it's a no brainer, it's Chris Beard. I'm going to go with him. Okay. I'm, I'm going, going Jamie Dixon. I'm going Jamie Dixon. I, I think his tactics were exquisite. I'm a total basketball geek. I was at both of the TCU games in the tournament and man, I watched the outset of that game from TCU against Seton Hall. And I was like, Oh my God, they're going to win by 30. And sure enough, they were dominant. Then I, then I bet on TCU to uh, to keep it close against Arizona. I won that bet, and I, I've just become a TCU guy, much to Richard's. I, I've joined his bandwagon. Um, but uh, <laughs> but anyway, I think I think his tactics are phenomenal. I think their team's going to be really good, and I don't think Bill Self and and uh, and my boy Scott Drew are going to win anymore unless they go undefeated. That um, it's just like it's, you, they're getting penalized for being consistently good. All right, so we'll, we'll move on from there. Um, let, let's go. Let's go with our first team all, all conference, and then we'll go. Uh, the the other awards do you want to go position by position or because i think we're going to have some overlap but i'll let you go first yeah let's do position by position 
You start though. Okay. <laughs> After okay, that curveball, I'm not recovering. Now, might I that, say, that's fair. That's far. I, I'm throwing you curveballs and changeups. I'll, I'll give you the fastball here. And if I'm um, right, the, I'm going, the TCU pick is a great pick, and I don't disagree. I'm just going against my gut here if something goes awry. But go ahead. Okay, so I don't know. There's too many guards. I'll, I'm going to put four guards in here. I've got Adam Flegler, Keontae George, Mike Miles, and Tyrese Hunter. So I've got four guards that I think are worthwhile. I don't know if all of them will get it. And I'll go with I'll go with Jalen Wilson, but don't be surprised if Musa Cisse gets there um as the center spot but i think i think three of those four guards i mentioned jalen wilson and musa cc they'll be like five of my six you can cut one if you please but i couldn't decide so that's my first team i'll I'll give myself six give myself a little wiggle room so just to be clear on the conference teams i can't remember are they positionless or are they bound to positions they they're not too super strict because a couple okay. of years ago they had they had three guards um like, okay. like diminutive guards so so i think i think my answer is going to be vague but i think i'm going to go with i'm going to go with mike miles is for sure first team i have no question there i'd say it's probably one of the Baylor guys next um pick your poison on which Baylor guy is i don't think it's going to be keontae george so i guess i kind of leaves flagler um but or lj crier yeah, LJ Cryer is a candidate too. Forgot about him. I think it's going to be one of those two guys as the guards for right. first team. And then did you do second team as well? I can't remember. I'm no, I didn't. So what's, your, what's your front court look like? Yes. So the front court, I'm going to, I do think somebody from Kansas is going to make it. Like, even though I don't think he's going to be that great, I think Jalen Wilson will get a lot of love for it. Um, I think he might be able to squeeze someone like Timmy Allen into the role. I think he's going to be Kansas's best, or excuse me, well, Texas's best player. And then center, I also agree that Musa Cisse, I'm going to have him there. Not a ton of debate for me. All righty. Uh, let's go. Let's go all defense. The, the, we'll go defensive player of the year, not all defense team. So do you want to go first on this one? I think it's going to be Musa Cisse. I think that's, yeah. it's low hanging fruit, but like who's the lockdown defender or the elite rim protector if it's not him? Uh, I, I think that you can make an argument for Flo Thamba because he'll be a starter on a very good yeah. defense. I, I think that the best answer out that's not a big would probably be either Dewan Harris or Kevin McCuller for Kansas, but I, I think it's a bigs award. Um, so I, I agree with you. Um, freshman of the year, I think we're going Keontae George. So we'll, we'll yep. skip that. We, we indicated I got one, one fun one for you here, though. Who is the player in the conference that you're like, we can't let this team, this guy beat me? Um, and, and it's like, it's not the best player on a team necessarily. It's just someone that you're like, wow, this guy's really good. And he's on a loaded team. Oh man. Okay. So somebody from one of the top teams, right. Mm-hmm. I'm going to, I'm going to say somebody we haven't brought a name up of yet. Somebody who I, I think will be in the NBA, whether it's just training camp in terms into G league, something like that next year. And it's somebody we haven't talked about at all on Texas. And that's Marcus Carr. I think he's, improved so much defensively from his days in Minnesota. I mean, last year he was giving Mike miles hell. Like, I mean, I saw him getting Mike miles, head um, in their matchup. And I mean, he was guarding him so tight off ball. He became a great defender and he's also an electric scorer that has been, you know, they've toned him down a little bit. He used to be like, all right, shoot, 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 shoot. Now it's like, all right, I'm going to look, I'm going to pass. I'm going to make the right, right decision. And it's for me, I think it's like, don't let him beat you. What about you? I think I'd go Adam Flagler. 
Uh, I think the best player on that team is probably Keontae George. It's just that he's younger. So it's like, he'll be the top of scouting report. I think the next guy is Adam Flager. Everyone's going to try to run him off the line. Um, one, one other guy that I think is really going to have a breakout year is, is uh, Bryce Thompson. I don't think he's the best player on Oklahoma state um, because they have Musa Cisse, but I, I think Bryce Thompson could be a guy that really emerges and, and pushes maybe for a second team spot. I'm a, I'm a fan of Bryce Thompson. He's a transfer from Kansas that went to Oklahoma state and I think he's gonna get better. And, and one other guy that I, I loved him a few years ago, I just want to make sure he's, he's still, still with the team is I, I really, and he's not, but I was going to say Emoja Gibson, but now I'd go with oh. Grant Sherfield. Um, so I was going, I was going to go with one of those two. Uh, Sherfield is the best player on that team. So it doesn't, it kind of negates my point, but I'll, I'll give it a shout. Anyway, I think he's going to be a second, second team all conference and he can put the ball in the hoop. He went to Nevada for those of you who are unfamiliar and he's a combo guard that I think may end up leading the conference in scoring. Yeah. Grant Sherfield is somebody who he declared for the draft too. And I was like, let me just do my due diligence. And I, I was enamored, like outstanding creator both for himself and for others great in the pick and roll just so deceptive he would look to his right pass to his left and just trick everybody with his eyes stare at the right almost and see the guys to the left without ever looking at them he tags his teammates really well the jump shot's a little bit awkward and doesn't play defense but like really good i think i also would put him there somebody else on oklahoma state who I like this is almost an irrelevant detail but wanted to add him on was avery anderson i'm a big fan of his scoring ability um who is your overall player of the year man that's the hardest one um I, i'll go with i think the best team is going to be baylor so i think it's either going to be Keontae or adam flagler whoever ends up scoring more on that team and i think they're going to win it but uh it's hard to pick because that team's going to be so egalitarian they're going to have three guards score over 13 points a game so I, i'm going to have trouble with that um and maybe that comes back to bite them but but I, i'll take i'll take Keontae george i'm gonna i'm gonna roll with it I'm um, all the I, way here for it, man. Like I, I think, think Grant, speak, oh, actually, Mike, Mike Miles is probably going to be your pick, and I, I could absolutely say if he if he cracks the 18 points per game threshold, I think he's got it. But I'll I mean, let that be yours. Yeah, it's Mike Miles for me. Like my my the way I look at it is like he's going to be more efficient. Like it's just the this the arc of college basketball, and when you're more efficient and you're taking the same shots, your points go up. It's kind of how it works. You make more shots, you you get more points. So. For me, I see him crossing almost 19. I could see him being a 20 points per game guy, five assists, just because I, I think they're going to have so much chemistry that points will come more naturally. Their offense went dry randomly at times. I think you're going to see a lot of big games from Mike Miles this year. I have him as a no-doubt player of the year. Yeah, I think he's a safer pick than one of the Baylor guys because they'll eat into theirs. But I love I love Mike. I, I think I think that he the leading scorer is either going to be Mike Miles or Grant Sherfield. So I'll, I'll put that out there. Um, well, this has been the Big 12 preview. Richard, thank you for for your uh, your picks. And, and we never talked about it before. I think we're like-minded. So I think a lot of these players you should look out for. And then there's some we couldn't cover. And we'll be back later this week with another college basketball preview, talking some more. And, and uh, it's been a blast as always. Yeah, absolutely. Leaf, it's uh, always good. Everybody, thank you very much for listening to Locked On NBA Big Board and watching it on YouTube. If you're not watching there, subscribe already. But really appreciate you making us your first listen of the day. Make sure for your second listen, you either go to Locked On Fantasy Basketball. They're talking about, I mean, Josh White's incredible and also awesome Australian accent. Talks about all the fantasy basketball news you need for this upcoming season. And also make sure you check out the Ultimate Pro Basketball Preview starting October 10th. It's a six-episode extravaganza, kind of like our Ultimate Mock Draft. 
to get you ready for the NBA season. Every local team expert and NBA insiders on Locked On NBA or the Locked On Podcast Network uh, and Odyssey all combining into one ultimate NBA preview. It starts October 10th. So go ahead and check that out in just about a week. Really appreciate everybody listening. We'll be back for the rest of the week again, five days a week. We're back to that schedule. Thank you, everybody.